the fastest growing non-communicable disease in the history of this world. It's not a virus, it's not a bacteria, it's not some malady, it's called obesity. And we really need to begin to look at how we socialize. We socialize around food, we socialize mm. around the wrong kinds of food. I get tired of it too, people that um, have all these gigantic big old ministries and are not active in the problems of the world. The problems are in the world are many. We've got financial problems, we've got um, you know, governmental problems, leaders that don't know how to represent people, and we've got health problems. Let's talk about a new system. Well, they're bringing it on us, right? They've 90% of all the central banks globally, they're gonna come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse coming in to save the day, right? Well, no. a passion with what we do at the Functional Medical Institute of leading people down a pathway of true healing. And one of the things I was just reading here recently is that more than half of the global population will be overweight or obese by 2035, and that's not very far away, with a 4.3 trillion annual cost that is predicted. All I can say is, boy, we have our work cut out for us. We do, and um, I've said this before, and it is true, and this is a sad statement. The fastest growing non-communicable disease in the history of this world is not a virus, it's not a bacteria, it's not some malady, it's called obesity, and history proves that. You go back to the um, maybe early 80s, and you know, I, I get it, they're using BMI as the measurable, but... There was one state, one out of 50, that had an obesity rate of greater than 10%, just one. And after the food pyramid and all that mess and the government started trying to tell you how to do health, which is a whole other conversation for, <laughs> for another day. day. But at that moment in time, it took 11 years for all states to go over 10% except one. And now we have multiple states that are over 50 or 60%, including our home state of Oklahoma. It, it is inexcusable in our system to not recognize that and do something about it because it, it does lead to issues. And, you know, there's even studies that sort of go along with that about, you know, our military. What What is it? 75% of them are even, people, males, 18 to 25, are not even fit enough to be Couldn't able to qualify. pass the military test. I mean, this is a bad deal. And it's almost like I call it kind of the sacred cow syndrome. Nobody wants to deal with it. Well, you and I want to deal with it. Yes. And if we can lead one person to hope, we've been successful because that person is going to teach the next person yeah. and it's going to lead to a change in a family, which can lead to a change in a community, which can lead uh, to a change in a nation and generation after generation. We got to kind of dig ourselves out of this hole, but we can't change what we don't know. And we really need to begin to look at how we socialize. We socialize around food. We mm. socialize around the wrong kinds of food. It's usually around sugary things, sweet yep. treats, soda pops, 
pizzas, things that, that are very highly calorically dense instead of around fresh and raw fruits and vegetables, hmm. nuts and seeds and good clean proteins and maybe having, you know, water with a little bit of flavored stevia in it that has no yeah. caloric uh, content to it that's going to add to uh, that thing called obesity. Well, and people, um, when they're depressed, you know, we've talked about that in the past. They go down the pathway of looking for food to bring medication. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about that that movie, uh, The Whale, with Brendan Fraser. Oh, he yes. won a that bunch a of awards one. on that one. But Definitely don't want to get to that place. Tragedy in his life in that movie led him down the pathway of utilizing this food as medicine. It, it didn't medicate him at all. He got bigger and bigger, larger, and eventually he died because of this. And people are dying every day. That number, $4.3 trillion affecting our debt, what would it be like if we were to erase that? Further, did you know the second leading comorbidity to a mortality of COVID was obesity? Well, it's an inflammatory yeah. disease. Obesity actually has its own ICD-10 code now. And obesity is leading to heart disease. It's leading to high blood pressure. It's yeah. leading to other autoimmune diseases because it's a state, it's a state of toxicity. It's a state of loading the system down with excessive amounts of pressure on it that it, you know, we really don't yeah. need to have, but we've taken exercise out of schools. We've become a sedentary society. We don't go out and play in the backyards and ride our oh. bikes and, you know, play in the streets anymore. It's uh, quite frankly, not quite a safe place to play anymore. No. And you're seeing society. Um, and even it's leaning into Hollywood right now, starting to normalize that thing called obesity. Um, Instead of looking at it like shock, and this is not a criticism on anyone that's struggling with weight, because people do. I used to. But the point being is that it is not a healthy place to be, and it leads to a cascade of a whole host of illnesses and problems. We've got to eliminate that. I said this as recently as today. America's uh, enemy is not uh, <laughs> outer forces. It's ourself. And we've allowed this um, these self um, conceived, self-chosen disease processes like obesity to become normalized in America. It's normal in government, church, and medicine, and nobody wants to deal with the cause. I mean, we do. We yeah. deal with the cause. So, we see so, it go reversed. That, so give our listeners just a couple pointers on how they can take charge of obesity in their life. Well, number one, you you got to eat real food, right? Uh, if <laughs> This is real food. Processed food is not real food. So it's unfood. It's unfood. It's un Franken food or fruit, we call it, you know. Um, we help you with that, right? We give you food to eat and we don't allow you to have a diet. In other words, we tell you, like, all these foods, you can eat it. Yeah, have as much about, as you want. It's not about calorie restriction, it's uh, about food restriction and getting the things out of the system right. that are inflammatory that suppress the metabolism. Not deprivation like a diet, but abundance is and what we And motivation teach to eat the right things. Yeah, and we get people moving. We get them, uh, their mind out of the gutter. In other words, get out their mind out of these diets or quick fix. Weight loss or lack of obesity, you might say, is this idea of a symptom of following a process that makes sense. And so we lead people down a process that makes sense, and then body composition adjustment or lower body fat and muscle maintenance becomes something that just happens. That's right. 
So you can find us on Sherwood.tv, find out about our plans and how we can help you and your family thrive. Yeah, there's no reason to be allowing obesity to affect your home. Just reach out to us and we'll teach you what we know and show you the pathway to true healing. And when you navigate through these these economies with people, here's here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash Sherwood. Hey friends, you already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life and we'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. body's amazing at recovery so you want to give it every chance no matter what time it is so in that context no it's certainly never too uh, late you're never too old to start trying to be healthy no matter where you are in terms of your health that you can turn this around it's never too late to start a wellness program and it's never too late to reach your health care goals uh, there's an old adage um, and I'm not sure where it came from but I really do like it and they say um, the, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. We just want people to hang on to hope. We are hope dealers. And if you are not paying attention to the four foundational pillars of health, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual, eventually it is gonna catch up. If we get all those four areas right, and we do it right, we see a dynamic occur in the middle called wellness, and that's where people uh, get better. Their health, is really going to return as a side effect of wellness. Now somebody sent me this headline on Fox News's Tucker Carlson where he calls out 
professional Christians like Tim Keller, Beth Moore, David French for silence as another Canadian pastor is arrested. Well, you and I are friends with Artur Pulowski. So he's yes. one of the ones that um, was known for being arrested multiple times because he wouldn't close his church. He's a Canadian guy. And he, he's and a, he wouldn't close his church for... Well, it was for, for COVID stuff, right? And uh, yes, it's Canada, but the bottom line is in America... You know, the uh, government should have nothing to do with the church. There's a separation there. We flipped that around. But, you know, I think what he's saying is, is you know, they were, um, um, well, let's just use the term Christians in name only. You know, because, I mean, I get tired of it too. People that um, have all these gigantic big old ministries and are not active in the problems of the world. The problems are in the world are many. And we've got financial problems. We've got... Um, you know, governmental problems, leaders that don't know how to represent people. And we've got health problems where big pharma is dominating yes. everything. And I think personally that in in the institutionalized church that health ought to be talked about. I mean, it makes Shouldn't sense to me. Shouldn't it be a priority? Well, I think so. It, it just makes sense, but I don't see it, you know. I mean, even in our own world, I mean, we talk about it a lot, and, and I, don't think, I don't think there's any of these quote-unquote professional Christians. I don't know those people personally, but I know who they are. But I don't think they would disagree that health's important, but it's not talked about. And you still have these, you know, donut ministries. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, you know. It's, it makes no sense to me at all. So I, I see what he's saying with that, uh, with people being arrested and all this. But I, I think it boils down to the lack of action where your, your actions don't match up with your words. And that really is, we've been adamant about that even with health. I mean, with our actions, we have to exercise, eat right, and if we're going to talk faith, we have to live it because I, I don't know about you, but I get really sick and tired of hearing like sermons that are just blah, blah, blah. I want to see one. You want to see more action. Right. So I want to see a sermon. Yeah. What we're saying is that the church should really step up and be more of uh, demonstrate more leadership in these areas of health, in the areas of character, in the areas of education, yep. in the areas of even you know government. It's not designed to keep the church out of government. It's really the other way around. That's it. And so we've got that thing all backwards. And you know, I, again, I fan or not, it's, it's irrelevant of Tucker Carlson and Fox News. I don't even watch that stuff, quite honestly. But here's the thing, you know, like, if we're going to have these big old ministries like that, and they're, they're, they're raking in all that money, you know, right, and people are going there on a Sunday, or whenever they go there, shouldn't it make a difference in the world? Shouldn't it be some kind of entity that goes out there and actually does something, you know, instead of just being in their own little individual kingdoms? Because that's kind of what it seems like, right? And and it, I don't understand that. I mean, am I missing something with that? I just think it would be really neat to see some of these church buildings that are empty six days yeah. a week become, you know, private schools or places where homeless can be fed or, you know, places where there are shelters for people that may be in harm's way instead of just standing as an empty building 
well, I, I even go one step further than that. All the land that we're purchasing up from these entities, why don't you make it into a garden and, and let your the people that go to church there pick from that thing? And, you know, that would make sense because we're at least going to get some food, right? you got an endless supply there, and I don't understand why that's not called out more often. You know, I appreciate him calling it out. I do. Um, don't know what the right venue is for calling it out. I think that I've always been one that if you have some problem with somebody specifically, you, you go, go to right them. to them. You don't like go through mainstream media to try to criticize them. If you have a relationship with them, go to them or don't say anything about it. You know, uh, at least don't name them, name them by name. Right. So again, that's just one of those corrective action issues that we have to do. But in us, I mean, Within our practice, we talk about spiritual matters, we talk about emotional matters, and we talk about physical matters because they all sort of connect. Uh, but you can't be healthy spiritually and be unhealthy physically or be unhealthy physically and healthy spiritually or however you want to word that and, and be a healthy person all the way around. That's just not, and you don't have the ability at that point to stand up for the, the people that can't stand up for themselves. So for our listeners and the resources that we have available to them, yeah. how can we help them navigate through times and waters like these? Well, certainly, as we've said many times, a lot of our physical manifestations of disease processes are rooted in spiritual and emotional brokenness. Why do we have spiritual and emotional brokenness? Because we don't have spiritual and emotional teaching that teaches wholeness. And that is something that we offer. I mean, we we do talk to people about their lives and connect those dots, physical, emotional, spiritual. We ask them questions about what's going on with your family, what's going on with your life, and and how it ties into health. And we bring a—it's truly a holistic approach, W-H-O as well as H-O. You know, we've got to get all of that in there because that brings about the idea of true healing. So, you know, people— that want that type of approach, they're the ones that need to reach out to us, right? That's right. So people can find us on Sherwood.tv. They can find where our plans are. They yeah. can find our books. Tons of resources out there for you. So uh, start off with our free ebook. You know, you can see that right at the top of the page at Sherwood.tv. And that ebook's got these principles we just talked about, physical, emotional, spiritual, in them. So that's a great place to start, and people can kind of see why Tucker Carlson perhaps called him out and live the antithesis of that differently, and, and what we're going to teach you to do. And be a hope dealer. That's it. Hope dealers for all. There you go. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Hello, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Now there's an old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. Now that's true in our careers, spiritual life, and when it comes to our health and overall well-being. Today, most of us know a lot of information about health and nutrition, but are we really doing anything with it? So here's what I've learned from working with doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. They're the founders of the Functional Medical Institute. You need a wellness plan that's customized based on your unique needs. Now remember, 
Real change can only happen when you address the whole person. That is exactly what Mark and Michelle do, and why they are people you should know. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. Find out at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or just see the link below. Have a great day and God bless. I could use your assistance. Okay. Um, Jesus. Huh? I, my name is Jesus. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You, uh, you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God buyer for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night every Sunday. This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes. This is a miracle. What, what is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my god! That's more followers than Moses had. Jesus! Take the wheel! Say it. No, no, take the wheel! I got it. I got it, buddy. Mark, it's great to be with you again. And um, we've all been talking about the globalists and their plans for a, a big global reset and what that means for, for a long time now. Well, starting on January 16th, for one week, they were all meeting the, the, the G7, the G20, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, um, all the big globalist policy leaders globally were meeting in Davos, Switzerland, like they do every single year. They had this confab, right? So what were they talking about, right? Well, before they even met, their notes came out, you know, the outline, this is what we're going to talk about to all you people that are here, right? All the, the globalists, and we've got Republicans and Democrats and politicians there. They're all meeting. And what are they talking about? What did they talk about, right? So according to the World Economic Forum website, these are the topics. And, and again, like I've said before, words have meaning, right? So let's listen to these words. They're, they're bullet points. They're going to address the current energy and food crisis in the context of a new system for energy, climate, and nature. They're going to address the current high inflation, low growth, high debt economy in the context of a new system for investment, trade, and infrastructure address the current industry headwinds in the context of a new system for harnessing frontier technologies for private sector innovation and resilience. They're going to address the current social vulnerabilities in the context of a new system for work, skills, and care. And they're going to address the current geopolitical risk in the context of a new system for dialogue and cooperation in a multipolar world. It's like, what's all this talk about a new system? Well, they're bringing it on us, right? They've 90% of all the central banks globally are now starting to issue central or going down the path of a central bank digital currency. Now, they're going to come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse coming in to save the day, right? Well, no, this is not what it's about. 
All that a central bank digital currency is is cryptocurrency. It's a digital version of the paper money that they already print. However, so they can print just as many dollars as they want, right? Or as many yen or as many euro as they want. They can issue as many digital version of that currency as well because there's no tangible backing behind it. So it's going to do nothing to address the inflationary pressures. But here's the deal, Mark. For you know the old saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Okay, nobody would want a system where your digital social profile, what you spend money on, what your religion is, who you donate to, what church you give to, what political party you give to, how you spend your money, have you been vaxxed or not vaxxed, right? All of this is part of our digital social profile. And if they don't like it, because it's programmable money, they have the authority to shut off your ability to buy or sell. This is what a digital social profile attached to a central bank digital currency does. So when they're talking about a new system, this is the system they're talking about. How do I know that it's not some other system? Because further on in their notes, they talk about how this, this is going to be a new normal, how they have to talk about a global coalition for digital safety, because there's big efforts that we need to tackle here. They need to talk about applying human rights to the digital world. Why? Because they know that their system is going to strip away our privacy, our freedom, and our rights. And so they need to talk about how are we going to tackle this when we're going to have a ton of opposition from stripping people of their freedom and their privacy completely. So this is what's going on politically. And all of our investments, Mark, are we are a combination of some puzzle pieces the political puzzle piece, the economic puzzle piece, the social puzzle piece, right? They all get put together. And this is what I do. And what we do at our firm is put those puzzle pieces together and strategically put together a system to get out of the path of this hurricane and safely reallocate to get out of the system where you're not just a digital number, where your programmable money can shut you off from buying or selling, right? So how do you do that? With tangible assets like gold and silver, that not only have we talked about in the past how they're great investments, I mean, they're they're booming, but they're also in this respect, um, also instrumental in protecting your religious freedom, your personal freedom, your political freedom, your economic freedom, your health freedom, because it's private, they're private transactions. So, so call our office. You know, Mark, you and I talk a lot about this and, and every one of the viewers should give us a call because we can strategically map out. It's a free consultation, your strategy for success so you can thrive. And all you have to do is go to kirkelliotphd.com forward slash Sherwood, or you can just give our office a call 720-605-3900 and say Dr. Mark sent you. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now.